Hi everyone, it's really good to see you. Um, I'm at home today rather than at Henry Fry because I have been struggling uh, with a cold all week, um, so much so that I got tested uh, for coronavirus and I've had the result this morning which is negative, which in some ways is great, but I still have um, a horrible sore throat. So I hope I don't have a coughing fit um, as I'm preaching to you. Um, I've really enjoyed the service so far this morning. Um, and um, particularly, um, uh, I, 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 I enjoyed family, family fun with Amanda and her baking um, and just this, this sense of waiting on God that she was talking about. Um, on our week of prayer this week, um, Jen Williams, on Friday night, uh, as we just sought the Lord and um, allowed the Holy Spirit to help us um, in our worship, by practicing spiritual gifts in this strange electronic world that we now kind of live in. Um, <clears throat> Jen Williams brought a word also about waiting on God and God moving through us um, and God really using that waiting for him to do the work. And it's, it's that that I want to talk about this morning. So I'm going to um, just hopefully this will work. I'll share my screen. Um, I've got some slides and uh, we'll, We'll go from go from there. Right. <clears throat> nice. So there we go. Right. Great. You can see that. Excellent. Um, so as Rosie said, today we are finishing. Um, in fact, as Andrew said as well, we're finishing our autumn 2020 week of prayer. One year ago, as we prepared for our autumn 2019 week of prayer, we felt God was saying we needed to learn to wait on him. As we focused on Psalm 40, which says, I waited patiently for the Lord, um, we took stuck, we took stock even of our then current situation, stock rather than stuck, although in some ways um, we were a bit stuck. We were getting excited about planting our, a new site in Stoke, in the Stoke area of the city. Um, but we were going into this week of prayer with a feeling that things had got a bit stuck. We certainly hadn't seen the kind of numerical growth uh, that God had told us to prepare for, and we had made little real progress um, in the redevelopment of the Henry Fry Centre. Now, six months earlier, in our May 2019 week of prayer, we focused on a number of prophetic words. Um, and we'd received these prophetic words in the kind of preceding weeks uh, leading up to the May 2019 week of prayer. Andrew had been given two pictures. The first was um, of a down escalator and the picture of um, us walking up the down escalator, which was hard work. And the picture was that that time was coming to an end. Um, we were no longer to strive to be working um, hard. Things were going to be different. We were going to be traveling in the direction of the escalator. We were going to be going up the up escalator. And then at a similar time, Andrew also was given a picture of uh, the ring road um, and some racing cars. And so um, uh, we knew that the picture was for us because uh, obviously we run Motorfest. And uh, this picture showed a racing car zooming ahead, taking the pole position, because it had decided to go and go for it, even though conditions um, indicated that it wasn't a sensible thing to do. 
Mike Thorne um, then brought a picture um, about some challenging times ahead and increasing instability in um, our country and economy. And of course, back then we were dealing with Brexit. And so it very much looked like that was what Mike was talking about. And that picture um, we've referred back to as we've gone into this current uh, pandemic that we find ourselves in. Rosie, who's hosting today, brought a picture of us digging fresh wells and the fact that we'd actually dug those wells. And that time of digging uh, was coming to an end. And actually, we were to learn to drink from the wells that we had dug. A metaphor, I think, for just going deeper with God and the fact that, again, we weren't to work for it. We weren't to go up the down escalator. Um, but Instead, we were to just drink and learn to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. And then finally, um, Steve Atkinson brought a picture of um, a canal boat and a lock. And I just want to spend a bit of time looking again at this picture this morning. I've called today's talk um, Lessons from Lockdown, Living in the Lock. And the picture was um, of a canal boat. And as the canal boat travelled along the canal, it reached an area of geography caused by some ge ge geological changes in the landscape that uh, meant that the boat had to change water level. Now, in a canal, when you have to change water level, um, you're effectively going uphill. What you have to do is um, you have to go into a lock and the lock enables the water level to change. And so the way a lock works is that you go along the canal um, in your canal boat, you navigate into the lock, the doors open, and then the doors shut behind you. Um, and so that is figure B in the drawing that I've just put up on the screen. And at that point, the water starts to fill the lock. The canal boat is doing no work whatsoever. The water is doing all the work. The water is lifting the boat up until it gets to point C, um, when the gates can easily be pushed open and the boat can navigate on its way on the new level, on the new stretch of water. Now, you'll notice that in figure B, the boat can neither go backwards or forwards um, under its own power. It can only go upwards, relying on the water itself that's filling it. Steve's picture, he said that the canal boat was us, was Jubilee Church, and the lock, uh, or in fact the water, was the Holy Spirit. And so as we were going into um, preparing for a new situation, we were to rely on the Holy Spirit to bring us into that new situation. We weren't going to be able to go backwards. We weren't going to be able to go forwards. We just had to rely to learn to wait on the Lord and for the water to fill this metaphorical lock so that we could move on. So the year went by. And by the time we'd finished, um, the autumn 2019 week of prayer, I think many of us, including myself, came out thinking that the waiting was over. We were going to start the Stoke site in early 2020. And by the end of 2020, we might even have a second site, possibly in Tile Hill. Little did we know. I'm going to be honest. I loved 
the early stages of lockdown. Normally, February and March would start to get very busy with preparations for Motorfest, which would mean very long working days and a very full head. Within a month, we knew that we would not be running Motorfest 2020, and suddenly I had a lot of headspace and I had my evenings and my weekends back. And I found I quite liked working from home and I liked using Zoom. So I started using my newfound free time um, to do stuff I love to do, but never got time to do. So I built a vegetable garden and I spent lots of time working on my classic car to the extent that I started to design myself little gadgets, um, little design and making challenges for the car just to give me something to do. A kind of mechanical Sudoku uh, for you mathematicians out there. And although I was staying active, I was mentally resting and it was wonderful. <clears throat> then restrictions started to ease. And to my surprise, I really found things incredibly hard, particularly mentally. Picture here of the boat in the lock, um, a very deep lock, and the boat very much at the bottom of the lock, trapped, but not really seeing the water starting to rise. What I love to do more than anything is to make things happen. And although I had rested during the first three months of lockdown, I had still spent my time making things happen. What I was now starting to find hard was that we all felt things should be moving again. But despite lots of conversations about everything that was on hold because of the pandemic and me doing an increasing amount of work as a result of those conversations, nothing was moving. I knew what I was meant to be doing at this point. I was meant to be trusting God after all. I believed he was in control. I knew he was in control. But the reality was I was frustrated and I was low. And I was starting to get tired again from the increasing busyness. Everything, frankly, felt pointless. Then in July, I managed to take some holiday with, with Sarah and I really, really needed it. On that holiday, I finally got to read John Mark Comer's book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. If you haven't read it, read it. If you've read it, read it again. Um, that's certainly I'm going to be reading it again. We're going to be using John Mark's book um, as an aid to our next preaching series, which will start at the beginning of November. Um, and I'm very, very much looking forward to it. As I read the book, the Holy Spirit began to shine a light on some personal stuff that had become a problem for me. I suddenly saw that getting things done was like a kind of massive dopamine hit for me. Achieving the physical realisation of an idea had become my catnip. God showed me that my ability to make things happen our ability to make things happen wasn't a bad thing. 
what had become a problem, though, was that it, it, it was that it had become the place I found my identity and self-worth, which meant I wasn't finding my identity in Jesus or trusting him enough, which was why this COVID-enforced lack of progress was becoming such a problem to me. At that point, the Holy Spirit helpfully reminded me of the lock picture. And I began to see that I was trying to move on too quickly to make things happen too fast. When God speaks prophetically, it's always for a reason. It's always to bring clarity. He wants to point something out to us. Otherwise, something that perhaps we otherwise wouldn't notice or take seriously. I remembered receiving Steve's picture and viewing viewing it as a helpful confirmation of what we had been experiencing as a church in the years leading up to 2019, which it partially was. What we couldn't have known when we received it, though, was how accurately it would describe the situation that we remain in right now today we are in the lock everything is on hold we can't go backwards we can't go forwards what we're meant to be doing with this time is allowing the holy spirit to do the work allowing the holy spirit to fill the metaphorical lock Allowing the Holy Spirit to carry the weight, allowing the Holy Spirit to lift the boat. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. As I reflected on this, I found myself praying, Lord, I don't want an Ishmael. I want an Isaac. God's reminded me that I had a lot to learn from Abraham. Let's turn together to Genesis 15 and just have a look um, at the account of Abraham and Sarah and the birth of his children. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abraham in a vision and said to him, do not be afraid, Abraham. For I will protect you and your reward will be great. But Abraham replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eliza of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, no, your servant will not be your heir. For you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. 
God was so serious, he made it a covenant with Abraham, a kind of binding contract. However, if you know the story, then you know what happens next. I have no doubt that at all that Abraham trusted God and was believing him for his promise. But Abraham was a doer. He made things happen. He was wealthy and successful. He always thanked God. But Abraham was a man of action. So when he found that Sarah was not getting pregnant, they both agreed that he would sleep with Sarah's servant, Hagar. And the result was the birth of Ishmael. And frankly, things did not go well. Ishmael's line, his family line, became a constant problem for God's people. See, God was always going to do things differently. When Sarah was well past the years of childbearing, when everyone else would have said it was too late, Sarah did indeed become pregnant and give birth to Isaac, who did indeed become the great nation God had promised. You see, God always keeps his promises, but in his time, not ours. What Abraham was meant to be doing was living in the lock. God was always going to do the work. All Abraham and Sarah had to do was enjoy sleeping together and wait for God to do the clever stuff. What I'm starting to learn through this COVID-19 Groundhog Day is that waiting is part of the Christian condition. Jesus modelled this in many ways. Here's one example. On hearing that his dear friend Lazarus was sick, Jesus waited several days before going to see him. And Jesus said he was doing this for the glory of God. When Jesus judged it was the right time to leave, he told his disciples, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there. For now you will really believe. Come, let's go and see him. Can you imagine what that would have been like for the disciples knowing that Jesus was hanging around while Lazarus was sick. Can you imagine what it would have been like for Lazarus's family as they saw him die, only to have Jesus turn up too late, supposedly? However, can you imagine how amazed they would have been and how much they would have glorified God as they saw Lazarus walking out of the tomb alive because Jesus had brought forth life out of death. This was Jesus teaching his disciples to live in the lock, to trust him for his promises in his time, not ours. And that must mean that waiting is somehow good for us. 
That's why Jesus sent the helper, the Holy Spirit, who in Steve's picture fills the lock. I have no doubt at all that God will do everything he has been talking to us as a church about. We will plant new sites and we will grow in number and in faith. But I'm starting to be glad he is making us wait. It means he's going to do it with us. It means it will be done way better than anything we could make happen on our own. And of course, what is true for us as a church, as one body, is also true for us in all our individual circumstances as well. It applies to God's promises to you. Are we going to allow the Holy Spirit to fill the lock? Or will we start chucking in shopping trolleys and old bikes just to get the water level up? I don't know about you, but I want an Isaac, not an Ishmael. I'm going to pray. And then um, Alicia has a wonderful song that is just going to help us reflect on what God has been certainly showing me and, and I hope is helpful to you father god i pray that you would fill us with your holy spirit i pray that you would fill the lock that we find ourselves in right now we can't go backwards we can't go forwards but we can trust in you to fill our lives with the holy spirit to take us into new places with you i thank you that you are calling us into a partnership with each other and with you, that as you fill the lock and as your time is ready, we trust you to open the gates and move us forward into new territory. In Jesus' name, amen.